Have you ever wondered why you aren't getting the results, relationships, or life that you want, or why some of your clients run into the same problems? I'm certified life coach, Lindsay Pullman, and I'm here to tell you that there's nothing wrong with you. There's just more to understand about the multifaceted beauty of the human body. I believe that being trauma-informed is an essential standard of care for coaches, and I'm here to support life coaches who recognize that there is so much more than mindset work when it comes to supporting ourselves and our clients responsibly. So glad you're here. Come on in. Hello, everyone. How are you today? I sure hope you're feeling as good as I do. (laughs) As good as I do? I sure hope you're feeling as good as I am. I just spotted a mosquito. It's mosquito season, south of France. And if I've already said that on a podcast, I'm sorry, but man, it's the real deal here. And they don't have screens here as much as like in the States. So we had a guy come install screens on a few of our windows that kind of would give us a good cross breeze in our... (laughs) in our house and they fell off within like a day. So we're just kind of waiting for it to get cold enough for mosquitoes to go away. And for now, just making it work. (laughs) All right. I sure hope you're all doing well. Another fun thing going on in my life is I am about to host my first inaugural retreat for coaches who have been through or who are going through my trauma certification for coaches. I cannot tell you how excited I am. The first girl gets here tomorrow. I mean, this will all be done probably by the time you get this this podcast, but the first girl gets here tomorrow and then a few roll in on Friday and then our retreat officially starts on Saturday. And I cannot wait because one of the key components to healing from trauma is being connected, safe connection with community. And so I want to do everything I can within my power to make sure that's happening within my coaching community as well. So cannot wait. If you follow me on social media, maybe you can go find past highlights or something like that and and see some pictures. Or if this comes out before the retreat, which I cannot wait, we're going to do some water stuff. We're going to do some village stuff. We're going to go to the Mary Magdalene Caves. We are going to eat yummy food. We're going to go to some really cool quintessential villages. I just can't wait. My main thing though, and like what most of the girls have said is like, they just want to hang out with girls. So the main thing they've said is that they just want to hang out. And so we're going to hang out and deepen our connections and really, really connect. And I cannot wait. I've been told by multiple people that one of my superpowers is being a super connector. So for me, connecting people that I love dearly with other people that they can potentially love dearly, it totally gives me a dopamine hit. It's pretty funny. So anyway, all right. That's some stuff that's going on in my life. I'm going to jump in and talk to you today about high demand religions. So high demand religion, another word for that could be conservative religion. So some religions with Uh, that I could be specifically talking about today might be the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. That's considered a high-demand religion, Um, you know, Orthodox Judaism. But just so you know, my experience and, you know, certain types of Christianity in the States, my experience is one being raised in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. So if that is not you, then, you know, just kind of check in and you can apply anything to you and see how it fits or resonates or doesn't resonate. Now, if you're a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, you can also check in, right? You get to be the final say for yourself. Does this fit? 
Does this resonate? Does this not resonate? And one thing I just want to advise for a lot of people, especially if you identify as white, heterosexual, and Christian, is if you find yourself saying phrases similar to that of, well, that's not my experience, or that's not what my friends think, it could just be worth kind of checking in. We're going to do an episode on that, on you know, that has to do more with privilege and different things like that, why you might potentially not be seeing things exactly as others do. Now, the way I see it isn't the way to see it. It's just a way that I see it. And I might share things that I see consistently across the board with the clients I've been working with over the last four years. Also, when we talk about social justice and and different types of reform, it makes sense that people's experiences are different. And when we jump into that, well, it's different for me, or that's not how I see it. And you can hear my tone in that, right? What can happen a lot of times with that tone is a lot of discounting, dismissing people's lived experiences. And I don't think we're here to discount people's lived experiences. I think that's a huge problem in high demand religions, okay? People are experiencing real pain, real suffering, and they're feeling stuck and isolated. And when we're not listening and we're not validating, it can be really, really lonely for them, okay? So I wanna say too, speaking to this stuff, speaking to this religious stuff, it's not always easy for me. And you know, due to my personal conditioning, I often feel a pull to stay quiet, stay silent, acquiescent, keep quiet in my good girl way because that's the safe thing to do, right? And I, I did so much of that in my adolescence and I did it so much when I was in school at BYU. And, and there are still parts of me today that wants to do that, that pulls me to do that. But there's something that pulls me out of the sphere or at least helps me feel the fear and talk to you. And what is that? It's you, it's people like you who have felt marginalized or oppressed or confused with respect to any of your conditioning, whether that's conditioning from high demand religious culture or any other culture in general. Hey, and that matters to me. And the reason I'm talking to people like you is that, you know, I'm speaking to the individuals, but I'm also speaking to coaches who don't recognize the stuff that can do harm when we're not seeing potential trauma and conditioning that, you know, your clients are on the receiving end of. So this isn't always the most comfortable thing for me to talk about, but my love and my desire for you to feel validated and seen means so much to me, okay? As you listen and you're feeling validated and seen, that's great. And if this religious stuff isn't something you've experienced or you don't understand it firsthand, just try putting on some thoughts similar to maybe this is the truth of other people's experience. And maybe my truth can be true, that it's different and theirs can be equally true as well, right? We all have our own lenses. And please know, as I talk about this stuff, I'm not trying to combat anyone or anything, I'm doing this to advocate for the humans that I care about deeply. Humans I love, the humans that you love, humans that you are related to. So many women remain unseen in their communities today, and this is often due to trauma responses or conditioning. And so I wanna just 
talked to the idea of trauma responses being pro-social in religious spheres too. You've seen other episodes where I talk about pro-social trauma responses within different, you know, as an entrepreneur or as an individual. And again, I just want to like really drive this home that this happens in the religious sphere as well. So trauma responses are pro-social in the sense that we as humans are wired for connection. Being connected to other humans used to be a matter of life and death. Ignoring your needs for the greater good, for the family, for the organization, for the religion can help you maintain security, safety, status by understanding that this will help you stay part of the tribe or pack. So some examples of what pro-social trauma responses in religious spheres could look like saying yes to callings or service opportunities when you don't have the bandwidth because Let's say you can't bear to see the look on the man's face as you say no, if you say no. And notice how I say man's face. That's because in the particular community that I grew up in, it was always a man giving me a calling. So saying yes, because you can't bear to see the look on someone's face if you say no. Saying yes, because you're afraid of what people would say if word got out that you said no. Okay. Or saying yes, because you were taught to never turn down a calling because that's what good girls do. That's what good members do. So start thinking about things that, you know, maybe you're saying yes to that aren't in alignment with what you need as a person, okay? If someone asks to come to your house and you just don't want them at your house for any reason, you can say no, it's totally okay. A lot of these trauma responses have to do with, you know, more of like people pleasing and things like that. Another type of response that I see a lot in religion is more of like a functional freeze response, which is a little bit more like where we're a little bit shut down, a little bit tuned out, but kind of still functioning enough to get by. So a functional freeze response in religious spheres could look like lack of feeling, um, could look like what feels like the ability to speak up when you want to in order to keep the peace or not interrupt. So say you say something that doesn't quite feel in alignment with what you're wanting. And do you speak up or do you stay quiet? Do you look around and see what other people's eyeballs are doing or bodies are doing before you say something or before you don't say something? It could just be worth checking in with that. Another one, consistently zoning out during a lesson or all lessons without making a conscious decision to do, to, to do so. So just check in with yourself. Are you totally zoning out at church? Why? You know, maybe you are tired, <laughs> but is it something else? And you just got to try that on for yourself and see what feels true to you. Another one, showing up for the quote to do's and quote of your calling service that you are committed to, but not feeling present or connected to it. So just doing the motions or not much more. Another thing that I see is maybe, and this is kind of an interesting one. So just check in again. Surprising yourself by how many things you forget, calls or texts you don't respond to, or things that you don't hear, even though you were present. Okay. So just kind of like if there's this consistent lack of action happening, it might not be because you're just like a lazy person or a bad guy or something like that. Just check in with your bodies. What's behind this behavior instead of just like looking at the behavior with a judgy space? We could come to look at it with more curiosity. Okay. 
Consistently finding yourself in a foggy haze during, after church, and needing a nap after church, a long nap, even though you've been getting plenty of rest. Now, just try this on. Sometimes we need those Sunday naps because we've been running around like crazy people all week and all weekend, and that Sunday nap is what we need. Now, if we're getting plenty of rest, and for whatever reason, we're just kind of zoned out consistently at church, and then we come home and sleep, I do think that fogginess can sometimes be a trauma response. So pay attention to that. Now, when you're at church, do you have more of a glazed eye persona or energy when you're at church? Are you just kind of nodding your head in acceptance and not really paying attention to certain things that are said? It could just be worth checking in with yourself. How awake am I at church? I mean, to me, I think when we're spending so much time in these religious spheres, we want it to be energizing, right? Like energizing, motivating, satisfying, rewarding. And if if you're not noticing that consistently, it could just be worth checking in. Like, is there something here in my body just to pay more attention to? It doesn't always mean there's trauma responses happening. It's just worth making sure we're connected to our body as we're going to church. And again, whatever sphere, religious sphere you're in, just kind of take that and see where that applies to you, okay? So what things am I saying yes to in my community that are out of line with what my body needs, but I'm afraid to say no because blank, 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 okay? I want you to know if you can relate to any of this, you haven't done anything wrong. And if you can't figure out why it's so hard to say no, it's likely more than just one-dimensional mindset work that will be the cure, okay? A lot of times this comes from decades of internalizing social conditioning, inherited traits, all of it, like lots of things, okay? And there's overlap usually too. And if you're a coach and you're not sure if these are your clients, it's very likely that some of them are. So the more that all of us understand the context with which these ideas come from, the more First of all, individuals will be able to support and validate themselves in the way they need and deserve. And as a coach, the more you'll be able to do the same for them, okay? If you're a human, understanding these concepts will help you be able to support yourself and other nuanced humans and clients that you care for. And you know what? FYI, we're all freaking nuanced, okay? No one is 0% something or 100% something. And so when we get into this black or white, all or nothing, all in, all out space, it's an illusion. And so I really do think as humans, we're all in the gray. And it's more about just openness and being accepting of where we are than anything, really. So I just wanted to give you those examples of potential pro-social trauma responses with respect to religion. And there are more. And I have a masterclass that I put together for coaches on religious conditioning and trauma. And if you join my email list, you will get a link to a landing page that has more on that. Because for so many of us, education and context can do so much to facilitate and even speed up healing for yourself and for your clients, okay? So I'm here talking to you, not to scare you about coaching clients or anything like that. I just wanna help you develop out more language and understanding of the human body as a whole body so that you can better support yourself or better support your clients. If you're a coach, I know that you have your client's best interests at heart. 
Also, I know these tools can facilitate your coaching practice while you continue to work, grow, and build your business. There's so much that you can do as a coach to support yourself and your clients carrying trauma. These are just some examples that I wanted to offer to you today. And if you are curious about more of this stuff and how feminism and religion and religious religious conditioning, how that all can tie together, I do have some offers on my website that you can take a look at. I have a Feminism 101 for Christians program where you can learn the basics of feminism and patriarchy and see how it applies or doesn't apply to you so that you can live into integrity wherever you're at with respect to your religion. I also have a program that I'm starting next month to support individuals looking to expand their spirituality, okay? So those are just some things I wanted to offer to you today, some information I wanted to offer you today. I hope this has been helpful for you. Have a good day. Hey, come and join us in this revolution. Gotta call before we walk this in evolution. So are you ready to become a part of our forever community of trauma-informed coaches? Go to lindsaypullman.com and see if my advanced certification is a fit for you. And we ready to heal is what we pursuing. Coaches change lives, it's what we doing. This the place to be, no need to panic see. We got each other's backs in this healing community. Wanna know the facts? It's simple. When we coming together, yeah, we got unity.